Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney announces a new Star Wars nighttime show coming to Hollywood Studios, and they release more details about the Star Wars land expansion at Hollywood Studios. We'll talk about that. Plus, we just got some news this morning, a rumor this morning about the opening of Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom we're going to talk about. And Craig and I will have our review of the Coral Reef Restaurant at Epcot. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 874, for the week of February 23rd, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. Teresa Eccles. Hello. Julie Martin. Hi. And back in the production nook, our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Along with Steve Porter. Hello. Also known as That Guy, or whatever you called him. I did. I also thought That Guy might want some, but I knew his name. It's from a show. It's That Guy. You know. It's from the um, Monsters, Inc. show. It's Hall Guy. Hall Guy. You know, Magic Kingdom. It's That Guy. Oh, I I gave out those stickers when I worked there. (laughs) Okay. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you're having a good week. couple things to uh, talk about in housekeeping. First of all, uh, now that uh, the team is in the, in, in the parks uh, each day of the week, we're getting a lot of requests from people to know uh, exactly where people are going to be on each day. So I'm going to let everybody know where the team will be uh, next month. So if you're in town, uh, you kind of know where we are. And if you run into us, uh, we might have a nice... Uh, Oh, they're not here right now, but nice little disunplugged pin to give you. Uh, on Mondays, Craig and I are going to be in the Magic Kingdom. On Tuesdays, Rhino and JL are at Disney Springs. Wednesday, Rhino and Steve are at Epcot. Thursday, Kathy and Steve are at Hollywood Studios. And on Fridays, uh, Craig and Jenny Lynn are at Animal Kingdom. So that's the schedule for, for March. So if you happen to be in any of those parks, keep an eye o- on those days, keep an eye open. Uh, for us um, also want to go ahead and just plug the other shows that we have as part of our universe of stars <laughs> with me as the brightest star no longer the biggest but the brightest uh, the dream show uh, every Monday the dreams unlimited travel show every Monday uh, com and on youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel uh, yesterday's show is about uh, how to book a Royal Caribbean cruise line cruise. And coming up next week is our, our show on Adventures by Disney with ABD guide Mike Hage, who is uh, the guide uh, I had on my recent Arizona-Utah trip back in April. So it was great to see him again. We had, a, I thought, a, a really good show. I thought so, too. We had a great time. I thought it was very informative. He was fantastic. He's a great, he a great, great guy, great guide. It was, it was, and he had some some awesome stories to tell. Some so, please check that out next Monday. Um, also up on iTunes right now, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with host Tom Bell, and I am reading this exactly as it was given to me. On this week's show, the Disneyland edition presents Tom Bell, starring in Return to the Hotel Menage. Cue dramatic music. Seriously, it's how it's written. Or just Tom Bell gives the Hotel Menage one more chance. What this was a pretty, hmm. pretty awful review the last time he went to this place. It was, like, frighteningly bad. So he went back to check it out again. So also shows that Tom Bell is extremely unfunny, too. So. Damn. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I'm not the only one that thinks that. <laughs> wow. Is this up for a vote? Yeah, you know, you know, last week he was here, like, oh, Tom, it's so great to see you as soon as he's out of the room. It's like this, the knives come out. Uh, I love Tom. He's just so... That's the way we treat everybody. We're nice to your face. <laughs> right? We were raised right. We talk about you behind your back. Right. <laughs> 
you don't have anything nice to say, sit next to me. Uh, on Wednesdays, this Wednesday, the final episode of The Trip with Jenny Lynn Knopp and Teresa Eccles, as well this as Jackie. This is like Cher's farewell tour. We've been talking about this a while. <laughs> and yes. Jackie Gailey. And uh, this week you have a review of the... Capones. Of Capones. It's our final spectacular Dick Van Dykewood coming by and dancing to our theme song. <laughs> We're going to find out who shot JR. <laughs> It'll, we'll wrap it all up for you in Excellent. a nice little package, so... Stay tuned. You'll see the hating of Jackie continue with me. <laughs> Don't even joke about it. I know. Oh people God. are. Come on. Okay. We had a really funny gag, but John wouldn't let me do it. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> All right. So that's this Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, disunplugged.com if you want to check that out. And of course, every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern on disunplugged.com, the universal edition of the Disunplugged with Craig Williams, Jenny Lynn Knopp, and Rhino Clavin. And what are you talking about this week? Uh, we are going to go to a restaurant that I was hoping that I wouldn't have to go to for a very long time, and that's Margaritaville. Why? Why would you say that? I, I love Margaritaville. Every time I have the seafood there, it just tastes like it's frozen. Well, don't mm. get the I know, seafood. Yeah, well, just don't order that. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind <laughs> of got thing. that vibe. That's what they want you to You know, to the definition of insanity is, you know, repeating the same behavior, expecting different results. You should only order a cheeseburger there. Cheeseburgers only there. That's what you should have. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't eat seafood. <laughs> I don't eat seafood, so I can't speak to their seafood. But I'll tell you, every time I've gone there, I've had a, I've had a great meal and a great time. So I like the drinks there. Oh. Have you enough would. margaritas, you won't care what the food tastes like. Yeah, but there's a 12-step <laughs> program for that. Um, so, but, uh, all right, so that's the Universal Edition this Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Disunplug.com. What else do we have for housekeeping? Somebody must have something. Backstage Magic, October 23rd through the 28th. Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. We're uh, getting a bunch of people who are really interested in joining us. So if you want to go, let's go. Awesome. Oh, and if you're interested in going to Northern Italy, that trip's going to close out pretty soon. They're going to ask for our extra rooms back if you'd like to visit uh, Stressa, Lake Como, and up into Switzerland. where We We have to say that very slowly. Lake Como, as opposed to Lake Como. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, that's, just, that's just behind our house. That's August 26th. Don't question me on these dates. I've re verified them over and over. August 26th through September 2nd. Awesome. Anything else? Nobody has anything else for housekeeping? Mm-mm. Want to plug the Welcome Center? Yeah, come visit me at the Welcome Center. Where am I at? 6550 North Atlantic Avenue, Suite B. That's awesome. in, in, in Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral. And when yeah. are you open? I am open open Monday, Thursday, and Friday, 9 to 5, and weekends, 9 to 3. You too can listen to the construction going on next door as they rebuild <laughs> the shop next door. Oh, really? They're oh, yeah. Fun times. Yeah. They're turning, they won't tell us what it is, but I keep looking in the windows. It's Please some sort of food. office <laughs> with a little pass-through window, so I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. You're getting a check-cashing place. Uh, right? <laughs> The guy said I would love needle it. Needle exchange. You're going to love it, right? Needle exchange. Needle exchange. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the uh, disboards.com Dreams Unlimited Travel Welcome Center out in Cape Canaveral. If you're heading out in a Disney cruise and need something to do before time, there are, are soft out. drinks and snacks. And Right? We still do that? Yeah. We, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll share my snacks. And there's, <laughs> there's, there's free Wi-Fi there, a place to charge up your phone or your laptop. Right. Sparkling conversation. You get to see <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. And others. And we talk about everybody else who's not there, so that's always fun. <laughs> because they're always disappointed because you guys aren't there. I tell them, Kevin, just left. <laughs> He'll be just, right back. You just just what time's it. your cruise? <laughs> <laughs> See those empty snack packages? That was Kevin. Right. Kevin. They were just here, and you missed them. All right, anything else for housekeeping? No. Nope. Then we'll throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right, our first news story. New Star Wars stage show and nighttime spectacular coming. The Disney Parks blog has announced plans for a new Star Wars stage show, street procession, and nighttime spectacular coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios. I don't know why you don't have the camera on Kevin's face during these. I am so excited about this. I think this is such a good thing. The stage People show. People said I'm, I'm not excited about stuff and I'm snarky, so I'm going to be really positive it's about It's Star everything. Wars. How no, can we even Julie, be excited? It's the best thing ever. Ugh. It's going to be so great. The stage show, Star Wars, A Galaxy Far, Far Away, will feature Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, 
Darth Vader. I love Chewbacca. And Darth Maul. And we'll highlight iconic moments from the films. Uh, this show will debut on April 4th on center stage in front of the Chinese Theater. Just before my birthday. Several times each day, beginning April 4th, Captain Phasma and a platoon of First <laughs> you Order. You made that up. <laughs> no, that's what it says. And a platoon of First Order Stormtroopers. We'll march through the streets from Star Wars Launch Bay. No, Captain Phasma's a drag queen, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of. Captain Phasma is a the woman. girl from Gwendolyn Christie from yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Tall blonde. Brie. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, Brie from Desperate Housewives? <laughs> no, from Game of Thrones. The new fireworks show, Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular, Ooh. will have its debut this summer. It's touted as the, quote, next generation of the current <laughs> Star Wars-inspired fireworks show. <laughs> Special effects and video projections will, will turn the nearby Chinese theater and other buildings into the twin sons of Tatooine, a field of battle droids, the trench of the Death Star, Star Killer Base, and other Star Wars destinations. Um, the show will be punctuated with a tower of fire and spotlight beams, creating massive lightsabers in the sky. So, you know, we're so protective the real, eyewear. The, right? the, the real name of this should be, we are so sorry there is nothing to do in our park right now. Um, that's why they're doing this. I mean, they've got to do something to make this park worth worth a day. I mean, I, st- I really don't understand why this park is so crowded, uh, given the fact that virtually everything is closed. That's um, going to have giant that, lightsabers in this the park, sky. This park still has some of the most popular rides. Tower of Terror. Well, no, Tower of Terror really isn't that popular. What? Um, uh, it had a 150-minute wait on uh, Friday. But a lot of times, a lot of times, I go into that park, and you know there'll be an hour wait for Rock and Roller Coaster and a 10-minute standby for Tower of Terror. Um, I think when you're going in on, you know, President's Week, yeah, everything's going to have lines like that. But generally speaking, I don't think Tower of Terror has the same level of popularity it did. Um, I think I Rock agree. and Roller Coaster still is. You disagree? I wildly I disagree. disagree. For sure. I don't know. This is like Star Wars Park now, right? Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, eventually. Oh, well, Star so Wars excited. and Toy Story. It's the most exciting thing. I've Two ever things heard. that go hand in hand. JL posted a meme pretty. Uh, it was pretty funny. Woody yesterday. with a lightsaber. Uh, Hollywood Studios uh, abode to most movies, but mostly Star Wars, <laughs> like the Muppets. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, playing off the. We Muppets. have to introduce Steve to what's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that, we'll get that, like, Tom to do it. <laughs> yeah, really. First, start off with Tom, and then we'll go to Jenny Lynn. The progression of funny. I'm just wondering. You know, they they still haven't. Disney still hasn't said when. This is going to be done, and you know they, they're 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 doing the actual groundbreaking for this later on this year. So I mean, we're hearing speculation that you know December twenty eighteen um, is when it'll be done. Does anybody think that's realistic? Based on what they showed uh, for that Disneyland sixtieth anniversary show, I can't imagine how they'll get all of that finished. And that take a long time to big they'll build those big mud huts of Tatooine Positive. or whatever it was. I am. I love mud. It's cooling in the heat. It is. I just think with the amount that they're trying to accomplish, that's a big project. Well, I wonder, yeah, I I think they're going to have to throw so much in the way of resources. My gosh, I'll be almost 60 when it's done. How will I enjoy this stuff? (laughs) I just did the the math. tomorrow? (laughs) I'd have a little more mobility. (laughs) (laughs) What do you you guys back there think? Um, I think that they could hit the deadline. Um, I'm, I'm not 100% well, speculation. positive That's not even it. a deadline. But. Uh, yeah, if that is the deadline, I think they could potentially hit it as long as they're making sure that they're paying the construction workers enough to actually get the project done on time. If they go really lackadaisical, uh, they're not going to. But clearly with construction projects that's happened at Universal uh, in the past couple of years, it's been proven that something this massive can be done on a very quick uh, turnaround as long as there's the right motivation behind it. When's it's Blue World supposed to be done? Who? The Avatar. Avatar. When's that Blue supposed World. to be done? I'm really excited about uh, that, next, too. Uh, next year, mm-hmm. 2017. And okay. what, you know, what I heard, you know, uh, one, one thread I read on the boards was speculating that as the crews finish up Avatar, they're going to be moving them over. See? To Hollywood Studios to really ramp, ramp that up. It up yeah. I think 
There is no way. I've been saying this all along. There is no way they can take five years to open this. Can't do it. They cannot do it. However, what you can see, though, is what they do with Fantasyland, where we may see a major portion of it open, but parts still under construction oh, during that's the what opening of it. So That's can. what I think is going to happen. I think we'll see like the Millennium Falcon and like a couple other big things, and then we'll see a piece by piece along the way. I'm with Skippy. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that brings us to our second news story, which is actually about this. Concept art of new Star Wars land released. New details were shared about the Star Wars lands coming to Walt Disney World and Disneyland during ABC's Wonderful World of Disney, Disneyland 60, television special on Friday, February 21st. On Sunday, February 21st, sorry. The Disney Parks blog says, quote, guests will be able to step aboard the Millennium Falcon and actually pilot the fastest ship in the galaxy, steering the vessel through space, firing the laser cannons in complete control of the experience. And with the arrival of the First Order to the planet, visitors will find themselves in the middle of a tense battle between stormtroopers and resistance fighters. Harrison Ford uh, had this to say about the plans. Quote, Star Wars is, for lack of a better word, awesome. I'm so blessed that I have the opportunity to be part of it. He's eloquent, isn't he? (laughs) To walk in these iconic locations. And soon you'll be able to do that as well. Not in a galaxy far, far away, but in a place close to home. The 14-acre expansions will be the largest to come to the Disney theme parks. How long did it take to build Cars Land? Does anybody remember? I think we came up with it. It was five years. We we talked about it at one point a while back. That's what I'm... That's what I think. Well, that's what I've been saying that I, you know, I, I but I, I think this time there is a pressure on them with this that did not exist when they built Cars Land and a pressure on them that did not exist when they started Avatar, Avatar Land. So I think they can't, they can't. If this thing isn't open in 2020, then I, I, I don't know what the, what the fallout from that would be, but it would be a huge black eye for them because there's so much attention being paid to this. So many people are watching that if it, you know, if it takes five years, people would be like, what's the, ma- what's the matter with you? Okay, another thing. How long did Harry Potter take? The original one, um, I think it was three years from the time they first started. And then next one around, Jaws closed in... January of 2012, I want to say, and then it opened up July 7th, 2014. Both of those were smaller, though. They're both of those are smaller than 14 acres, correct? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, second, but, for sure. I mean, in terms of Star Wars land, the the one thing that people have to also keep in mind right off the bat is that whenever you look at concept art, uh, it, it's artwork. It's meant to look beautiful. It's, you say it's the, meant to be that the way. The reality will be much less attractive? Yeah, the reality is going to be it's going to be a land in a theme park while you can still appreciate the aspects to it. Like, you see the dense jungle forest in the background of some concept art, like the one that's on the screen currently for those watching. Um, you know, they, there might be a little bit of that here and there, but the fact is then there's just going to be trees beyond it from land that they never plowed down before. Uh, it's It's huh. concept art. It's yeah. artwork. I'm not a fan of Harry Potter. However, I think that is one of the most immersive environments I've ever been in. And most of the time, I don't even know what I'm looking at. But you do know you're someplace else. One of the things that really, uh, really impresses me with what they're talking about for Star Wars Land is the fact that it seems to be completely immersive in that there is a restaurant and a bar and several rides and experiences that you're going to participate in. So, I mean, this is, a again, a big undertaking with a lot of stuff going on. So let's see how it turns out. Well, too bad. I don't care about it. Or my kids. You don't care about it? No. I just tra- hope Harrison Ford's still around to see its completion. Is Did he really say that? Or was that... A- no. Didn't you watch it? Where he, he actually... He, the words came out of his and mouth. I did awesome. The, I did the exact dramatic pause he did. For lack of a better term. Awesome. Hmm. He needs a thesaur- thesaurus, for sure. Well, I'm or sure he wrote, someone wrote it for him, because it was on a prompter for Someone him. more his age writing it. I mean, Skippy wrote that, right? If you're going to be yeah. 60 when he's done. Awesome. I, think Harrison I know. Yeah, really. Did anybody watch that whole Disney I didn't get a chance to. We I watched did. it last night. I was disappointed. Yeah, a lot of people were. Um, I was, was so much Star Wars that I was like, I'm done. 
<laughs> it was very disjointed. Yeah. I think parts of it were good. They did that thing in the Disney concert hall with uh, Fantasia. And while it was interesting, it went on for a long yeah, time. And it, it did. didn't fit in with what was going on. There was a lot of times, maybe that's an, um, part of our age, but we spent a lot of time going, who is that? Yeah. A lot of young actors, young uh, musicians. Um, you know, they had a young lady singing Ariel's part. And I thought, why don't you have Jody Benson do it? Really? Why isn't Jody Benson there doing it? Why wouldn't she come out and do it? It's just Didn't ridiculous. Because they're trying to promote they want these, their little these artists. Tra- yeah. talent, right, exactly. I also just didn't really see, I had to remind myself that it was about Disneyland a lot. Like, it just seemed like it was very Disney-specific. Was it a but commercial? Besides a few, you see Walt's Suite one time, and you see a couple other things, but for the most part, it was just... A, a promotion for all their IPs, like well, which they did, is everything. I mean, they, they did. Um, they showed the Lily Bell, and they showed the Dream Suite. They showed the Walt's apartment. Um, what I thought was interesting and kind of neat was all of the um, um, musical numbers that they did in the park. Now, obviously, these were staged, and they kind of shut the park down for these. But they had Elton John yeah. in front of the castle. But- they had. Um, some little big town. Yeah. And the Cars oh, Land. Yeah. In Cars Land. Town. Which actually, they and, did a uh, great job. Adina Menzel sang Let It Go right. in, in front, front of World, World of Color. Which was Where incredible. Jesse J. Jesse J sang She something. was at the Dolby. She sang okay. When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. I thought that overall the program was wonderfully done. Um, and I, I don't like the, the Christmas Day parade. And I know a lot of people were kind of comparing it to that. That the Christmas Day parade is supposed to be all about... You know, seeing the parade, but then again, it's just all commercialization for Disney. But I thought some of the performances were amazing, like uh, Tori Kelly singing uh, "Rainbow Connection" with, with Kermit. Kermit was incredible. That was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the problem was they have so much material, and I think a lot of people tune in to see if they had spent a little time with the the way Disneyland has matured. Mm-hmm. I think that would have made the rest of it seem. That, Incredible. That's the rest I, of it sounded like a birthday party. That I agree. That's, that that been, was my gripe. It would have been great for us diehard Disney fans, but as the average person sitting down on a Sunday night to turn it on, I thought the, what they put the on people. was great. And <laughs> oh, well, there's no the, way they're going to do a special like this and not make it a mass. You know, we've been working with them long enough. It's a mass cross promotion. Let's also, you know, let's also say what what it is. Wonderful World of Disney started as a commercial for Disneyland. This is Walt used this as his platform to mm-hmm. launch theme parks and movies and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, it's not you can't say oh they're doing such a terrible thing. They're doing same thing. thing. But I think so, because it was titled Disneyland's, you know, 60th, right. people were expecting mm-hmm. I think the expectation among fans was yeah. that it was it's going to be more stuff. about that. As opposed to, you know, more, again, I didn't see it, so I can't really say one way or the other. But we also thought Elton hearing. John should have sung a Disney classic at the end. Yeah, why didn't I did not understand that? So I, I, didn't, I, I wasn't. What did he sing? A new song uh, from sang, his new album. Yeah, I mean, in that whole the thing is, if you want Elton John to come and perform one song on there, he's going to perform a song from his new album. Right. That was the whole deal to get him in the sure. door. First, he so. did. Um, Can you feel the love tonight? Well, no, he just sang Circle of Life. Circle of Life. Yeah, the other song. And uh, <laughs> from that movie, and I thought that was great in front of the castle and screens mm-hmm. and production. I thought it was terrific. And then he sang that other song, and we all went, "What is he singing? Why isn't he singing?" I, if it was me, I would have had Elton John sing "When You Wish Upon a Star" to close the star, the show. That's just me. All right, and our third and final news story is it about Star Wars? It is not. I'm so excited! <clears throat> Florida tourism reaches an all-time high. Kevin at Walt Disney World's Epcot theme park, Governor Rick Scott announced. <laughs> On February 18th, that Florida saw more than 105 million people visit the state in 2015. Can I ask a question? Yes, yeah, please yes. do. Why did we choose Patty LaBelle? <laughs> because she's a tourist. I love Patty LaBelle. That's not that's not Star Wars enthusiasm. That, I love Patty LaBelle, but she's a tourist. It seems like a choice. She came to she Disney. She looks wonderful. Maybe she, she was promoting her sweet potato pies. Maybe. This is the first time a state has ever seen over 100 million out-of-state and international guests. Florida's been, Florida has been a huge magnet for tourism, but recently the number of tourists coming in seem to be increasing at an exponential rate. While the state's previous goal was to reach 100 million visitors in a year, Governor Rick Scott has already reset the goal to be 115 million visitors each year. Well, they need to finish the roads first. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe build another one. 
Um, and then it goes on to say that, you know, there's very little doubt between Florida's beaches and all the things it offers and its world-class attractions, and also between Walt Disney World's continued success and the rapid influx of guests coming to Universal in recent years, Central Florida alone is a huge reason why the numbers are increasing so quickly. According to the, according to the Orlando Sentinel, the president and chief executive officer of Visit Florida said, quote, Orlando is the most visited destination in the United States. It's the most visited city and certainly the home of theme par- uh, of the theme park capital of the world. No place else on earth can compare to that. Wow. So there you go. 115 million people a year. And well, each in their own individual little car. last year. The goal now is 115. 115. All driving well, in front of us on I-4. Exactly. <laughs> I-4 and the beach line. You can't hardly get out to work anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. I will say this, though. I there mean, was a horrible accident right here when I got off of the 408, right here by your house. I had a detour around oh, really? it. Uh-huh. There seems to be um, some increase in infrastructure in the state. We're seeing it out by us. The highways are being expanded. We just did that new flyover into the airport, which is incredible. It cuts out that whole turn at Boggy Creek Road. Yeah, so, I mean, we are, the state's investing in, in its infrastructure. So that's a good thing, too. So hopefully that'll handle the influx of tourism. I hope so. Well, there, there's one other thing that was uh, that we found out, found out about this morning that we included on our daily fix, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about it uh, now is, uh, you know, we, we knew that April was probably going to be the time that was, everybody was speculating. April was when they were going to launch the new uh, rivers of light show at animal kingdom. And now there is a rumor saying that it's going to be April 18th is that that's when it's going to debut. And we've heard that there will be a press event the 18th. And we're hearing also that uh, cast member main gate passes to Animal Kingdom are blacked out from the 19th of April through the 30th. Wow. So <laughs> I think it's I think it's pretty sh- a pretty sure thing. And I'm going to tell you, I am very, very excited about this. I really am. Uh, a, I think Animal Kingdom has long needed something at night. They... And I, yeah, I guess I have expectations of something along the lines of World of Color uh, coming to Animal Kingdom. Uh, the new ABD trips that are starting, the Walt Disney World trip, one of the things, they're starting in June, and one of the the experiences, experiences that's ava- that we're going to do is uh, backstage at Rivers of Light, that and they're a, going to do. And a VIP seating. I wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> we should keep our ears and eyes and ears open for soft openings. We might see before the 18th, a couple of shows might go off. So keep our, yeah, keep pay attention to that. The other part of the room, I'm sorry, go ahead. My Steve. guess is that the soft opening is the 18th because I wanted to say Earth Day is April 22nd. Oh, and okay. that seems to make yeah. sense. Yeah, that's isn't that when Animal Kingdom opened as well too? Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah. That's official. So I don't see why they wouldn't wait yeah, that yeah. extra couple of days for to be Earth Day, but to blow up the Earth. Set that river on fire. (laughs) The other uh, part of the rumor is that they are going to be offering something along the lines of a dining package at Tusker House. If you make a reservation for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, that you'll get special reserve seating for for Rivers of Light. And uh, I'm assuming they'll do something similar with uh, uh, the new one. Um, uh, Tiffin's. Tiffin's. That's getting ready to open the new restaurant. That'll be very similar to what they do with World of Color. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's why I'm thinking this is, you know, it sounds like it's, you know, everything's borrowing the World of Color model. And I hope they do as well with this the show as World of Color is. They also do it at Fantasmic. This is not, you know, out of the realm of possibility that Disney would try to sell as much as they can. Whenever they open something, you always hope that it's going to have that blow people away factor. Yeah. You know, I hope it's that level of imagineering. I hope this is everything they hope it is. I I think it will be just from the descriptions that came out. It already seems like a blend between Fantasmic and World of Color, but with the animal world and the earth itself, but uh I think the price of loan, the loan of getting in at night to see the Tree of Light once it has its uh 
enhanced lighting features that are added onto it that we got a sneak peek of at Harambe Nights uh, last summer whenever they were doing that special event. Uh, seeing the Tree of Light at, Life at night just with the regular lights on it is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Teresa floating head. Uh, but then seeing it uh, with some of like the LED blue lights and other things that they have on it, it's just absolutely stunning. So um, I'm very excited for Animal Kingdom to start becoming a, a complete night park. A nighttime park. Yeah, I'm, so am I. So am I. I think that's going to be very, very cool. So I think they should do the, um, the safari with night vision goggles. Well, they are adding some, some of the nighttime features with the new animals that they're bringing in. But I believe they're working with like the lighting and some other projections to make sure that it's a good experience. You should have night vision on the rifles. They can't. Stop. Oh, I mean, sorry. they can't even get back 3D glasses. Well, if you hooked them to the cart. <laughs> okay. And I'll cut the cord. All right. That'll do it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. Let's go ahead and move on to rapid fire. And John, why don't you start? All right. Um, just received the Mickey monitor. And in it, it said... That um, during the Flower and Garden Festival in 2016, uh, annual pass holders are going to be able to pick up a special edition print drawn by legendary Disney artist Don Ducky Williams. There's going to be three of these. They're going to be released during separate time frames during the event. There's going to be a Donald Duck print uh, March 2nd through March 31st, a Goofy print April 1st to April 30th, and a Mickey Mouse print May 1st to May 30th. Um, you can get one of these every month. You're not limited to just one, but it's one per annual pass holder each month. And they're at Interventions West, just behind Club Cool. You have to bring a photo ID as well as your annual pass or your magic band if your annual pass is uh, connected to that. And, of course, these are while supplies last. I saw the the sort of concept art in the Mickey Monitor. I think they're really cute. Yeah, they are. To look we haven't gotten ours yet. <laughs> really, really neat. And I think it's nice that they're doing this for annual pass holders now. They started uh, this past food and wine with doing the port glasses. If you show up three different times, then uh, you are able to get like a stamp. And then um, yeah. after those three times, then you got the port glass. So the fact that they're doing it now with prints and you just show up and during the months, uh, it's really, really nice. Something they don't have to do. But I agree. We know people it. have service of 12 of those glasses. Oh, really? my gosh. The people who are very excited about getting those glasses. So. Huh. Um, but, yeah, I think yeah, anything you can get for free while you're not a pass holder is always a plus for sure. And Teresa returns. What can we get? Just go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And then cut to Kevin. Awesome job. <laughs> I should be a director, shouldn't I? My rapid fire is going to take two or three days. Are you ready? Right. Okay, yeah, you got to yet. Toy okay. Story Mania is going to be closed on March 15th uh. while they're getting ready to open the new track. If you've got a fast pass for March 15th, they are going to replace it with another fast pass. And it won't be open on March 15th Ooh. because they're going to open a second track. But you'll get a different fast pass. I'm very excited about this too. <laughs> is Toy Story Mania still as popular a ride? Yes. As first Not episode. as popular Absolutely. as Tower of Terror. <laughs> but seriously, is it? I mean, you still have those lines. Yes. In the time. Absolutely. Then this is a good thing, then you know. Well, oh, they needed this. They needed this in a big way. It always, you know, cracks me up. Is usually Disney's always a step behind when it comes to this stuff. No, they were a step behind with this too. They just finally did it. All right, but at so. least it's so popular. Same thing with uh, Soren, the second screen. That's still a very popular ride, too, so good for them. I think the thing Toy Story Mania that makes it so popular is once you do it, you immediately want to do it again because you think, okay, now I got it. Right, right. You ride a bit oldie. Exactly. All right, thank you, Kevin. Teresa. Okay. How are you feeling? to speak? I am. Mom, my throat just closed up, and I thought I'm going to leave the room before I pass out because that would not be pretty. It wasn't pretty anyway. But anyway, okay. Here's my rapid fire. Let me find the sweet spot here. Do you want me to hold that for you? Yeah, please do. New Balance has partnered with Walt Disney World to create a series of running and walking trails like around that. the Is resort. That sign language? That's sign language. More than 16 miles of trails can be found at many of the on-property resorts. New Balance is already the official running shoe of Run Disney. So these trails fit in nicely with that partnership. Mm. They're going to make sure it's, they're snake-free, right? It's my lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. I hope so. I just appreciate that they finally announced it because 
whenever we did the seven and seven at Polynesian last year, that's right. Whenever they put up the first New Balance running trail signs, but then they completely ignored it for over a year, like it never happened. So hmm. it's nice finally coming around. Thank you for that. Rapid <laughs> they had to fire kill the thing. coral snakes. <laughs> right. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Julie. Yes. Okay, so mine is about Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar at Disney Springs. Um, it's only been open since September, but it's already winning some awards. And not for the food, it's not. Vibe, a beverage industry forum uh, showcasing national trends, insights, and opportunities, is honoring the beverages at the new location and naming it the Best Beverage Menu. So the restaurant is designed around the adventures of Jock Lindsay, who was Indiana Jones's pilot. And... Um, so with the theme, they have all these different drinks. So Disney Parks blog shared some of the cocktails and their origins. So there's the Jovito Mojito and the Bitter Barkeep. These cocktails... Can you pronounce that right? It's yeah, Mojito. Oh. Well, if you want it to rhyme with Jovito, it's Mojito. Okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> Dismissed. <laughs> the Bitter Barkeep. That and never these- mattered to Bob. Right. These cocktails are from Jock's travels to South America. They have the Aviator's Flight and the Scottish Professor cocktails that are from his European adventures and then anything goes and bedtime story are from his Asian travels and then the cool headed monkey Ooh, and chilled monkey <laughs> safari sangria cocktails are from his African excursions duh <laughs> in addition to the eight signature cocktails there are also non-alcoholic options for those of you that do not drink and local craft beers and wine got the eyeball <laughs> and wine um, so Let's see. I'm saying this wrong, John. So, Brian Koziol, Concept and Development Director of Food and Beverage for Walt Disney World Parks and Resorts, said, The attention to detail is what sets this beverage menu apart and creates a competitive differentiation differentiation from the beverage menus. Sorry, I didn't read this before. <laughs> this is absolutely shocking to me because Jock Lindsay's drinks are overly sweet and sugary and just disgusting. Oh, well, I would not drink I one. can't I can't speak to the to the drinks. Um, I went there with my my niece Mel was in town last month and we stopped in there. <laughs> and she really liked the beer menu. Mm-hmm. She thought yeah. the craft beer menu was excellent. Absolutely. She, I have to tell you something. The food here atrociously bad. Mm. I mean, not well, this is okay. No, absolutely awful. Awful. And we tried like a few different things. And, you know, Mel was saying, yeah, you know, you come here for the beer you don't, or, or for a cocktail. You don't come here to, for the bar food. It was absolutely So it's dreadful. a bar. It's not a restaurant. Like it's. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's menu has got some bar food type items on it. It's so. It's trying to take the inspiration from like Trader Sam's where you have unique drinks, but then also a, a pretty oh, is uh, that unique to, menu. It's not taking inspiration from Trader Sam's. It's ripping Trader Sam's off directly and it fails. Yeah. It fails the, on every level. The only thing I enjoy about Jock Lindsay's is they have a ton of different coaster designs. So every time you come in, you can get pretty much a different coaster until you collect them all. Uh, that's the only thing that this place has going for it. It's it's really a shame. Is they could have done thing? so much more. You take mm-hmm. coasters? Oh, yeah. I collect coasters from basically every brewery or unique When bar you get that the I last coaster, to. you get a new liver. Is that what it is? <laughs> 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 that was good. Get on the list. Get on the list for New Liberty. All right. Thank you, Julie. Craig. Uh, so I know Vinylmations are pretty much out, and no one cares about them anymore. They're, they're just awful pieces Man. of junk. And they uh, say I'm negative. I'm right? snarky. Okay, no it's one, all about the coaster. I love Vinylmations. Really, if they I, a Vinylmation coaster. I have a ton of Vinylmations, but... They're past their prime, just as Duffy has done, and he's gone as well, too. Uh, but Vinylmations actually have oh, a really, gosh. really cool release coming up, and it's all, like, classic um, classic Disney movies uh, and characters that are inspired by them. So there's Jack Sparrow. That's that's about the wo- most well-known and popular. But then they have a Tron figure. Uh, uh, looks like Rocket. Rocketeer. Um, Rocketeer. The Rocketeer, the Shaggy Dog, um, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea one. Um uh, one from the black hole, and then Condor Man, which I'm just absolutely shocked that there is a Condor Man vinyl so like coming man? out. Yes, very, very similar. Not Condor Man. <laughs> Irrelevant. Did you write that? Did I? yes, I did write that. Thank you. 
Yeah. Okay. In, Vinylmations in a, remain irrelevant despite a cool <laughs> new upcoming release. I, I picture in a year you're going to see the little coasters there, and you're going to say coasters still trying to make a, a big hit. Or something. you're absolutely right because no bars or restaurants ever want coasters. They say just put your drinks right on the counter. <laughs> Man. Look, oh, I believe Kevin is using a coaster. I believe yes, but it's not a collectible a coaster. coaster. A, I have no desire to take it home and frame it. I don't think I've ever heard Craig throw shade before. I know. This is really something. I'm getting very angry right now. I know you really are. Angry. But he's still smiling. <laughs> it's all a farce. That's what I do. He's hating us from behind, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it in his eyes. I'm hating you up front. <laughs> all right, thank you, Craig. Steve. All right, so Disney picked up a man that just had a distress. <laughs> oh, Disney like picked up for a, a date? man. Like, called a distress bar. call. He's in the middle of the ocean, and it turns out the guy uh, was kind of a whack job. He <laughs> kind of hit, wow. He, Sounds like someone's dating life. Okay, <laughs> we we should preface this. Last week, John, you talked the story. You talked about the story of Disney Cruise Line mm-hmm. picking up the people Cuban in the boat. Right. So this is an up. This was an uh, add-on to it. Or was it... It's an add-on. One? It's an add-on. They didn't miss one. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know... Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, shoot. This is the sequel to your story. It's a sequel. It's the sequel. Uh, it turns out the guy told. on the boat uh, was a hacker, and he had hacked into the Boston Children's Hospital in 2014. Wow. Um, and they from, put him adrift? From the ocean? No, this is. They just way discovered before. afterwards. Okay, he's a hold on. Let me tell you. Let me tell the story because how do you get white Steve guy? isn't speaking in full sentences. <laughs> so, well, it's hard when everyone's about, about out. all right. About forty-five miles off the coast of Cuba, a sailboat had broke. Sent out a distress call that they were dead in the water. Disney Cruise Line. I guess it was the Wonder or the Magic or whoever or Dream, whatever. Uh, went and answered as they will. Got this guy and his wife off. It turns out this guy had been charged in 2014 mm-hmm. yeah. with hacking into Boston Children's Hospital uh, and really messing up their systems. And this was over a um, there was a custody dispute with a teenage girl who had been diagnosed. Uh, I forgot what the diagnosis was, but the parents didn't like the diagnosis or didn't agree with the diagnosis and wanted to get a second opinion. And the hospital apparently informed the authorities that the parents were withholding treatment, and they took the girl away from the parents, and it became this big thing. And so this guy, in order to punish the hospital, I don't know what his involvement was with the He's parents of the, the parent family, now. no. Okay. Um, in order to punish the hospital, this guy hacked into the, their computers and caused havoc. So he was not supposed to leave the country. Uh, he was he was oh. had already been arrested. He was already being you know, I, I think just like being watched by the authorities. He was not supposed to leave the country, and that is why this is a story. So from he my heading, understanding, he was heading to Cuba. I don't know if it he was heading say. to Cuba it, or they were just, just taking a pleasure coast. cruise. But is this the same story he was telling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. There uh, were some details missing. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, I research my stories. So he was out was just guy, was in, in a sailboat. <laughs> And boats. Disney picked him up, so and, the, the, and he. They said, "Oh, we know out. who you are." Yeah. So it wasn't part of. Well, the no, obviously, obviously, when Disney, you know, Disney's going to pick up an American citizen you like that, your you're going to have the name that's got to be reported to customs, right. and of exactly. course, it gets reported to customs. This guy committed a federal offense. He's known to the federal authorities. That's going to pop up. I will too? add, it's not just any. He wasn't just any hacker. He's part of the group Anonymous, which is like oh, a yeah. huge. Oh, that's like hacking. Illuminati kind of stuff, right? Yeah, it's a pretty big group. So. I bet they put him in an inside stateroom. <laughs> and he upgraded himself by hacking. Took away his magical portal. <laughs> Porthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, thanks, Steve. Uh, that was so yeah. that was a, that was a good story, Steve. <laughs> that was a good one. That was the best rapid fire. You should tell that at dinner party. Oh, Lord. Awesome. All right, well, thank you, Steve. That will do it for rapid fire. Um, before we close out, uh, Craig and I are going to talk about our experience yesterday at Coral Reef. Um, originally, we weren't going to do a review yesterday, but Craig and I were in Epcot for our day, and I went into Coral Reef to take some pictures because I just wanted to get some updated pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, you know what? The place was empty. 
Mm-hmm. Reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Wonder why. And the place was empty. It was like 11.30, and I was hungry. I said, like, why don't we just see if they've got a table? And they did. And uh, we met up with uh, a listener there that uh, we were talking to, Dominic. And he joined us, so we had lunch. And now, I, I'll tell you, I haven't been in this restaurant f- for years. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I was We here. went last fall. Huh? We went last fall. I did? We. Oh, me, as oh. in me and my family. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah, no, you just forgot. No, I, like, I hallucinated a date with you, Pete. Yeah, right. I'm like, really? <laughs> we were there wow, last week. Okay. Me and my family. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and there's no there's no denying this is a gorgeous, gorgeous restaurant. Um, yeah, it is. It's, uh, uh, for those watching, although this is a dark picture, this is one of yours, Craig? Yeah, because yeah, mine came out holes. much better. Oh, I didn't um, have yours. So. I know. Well, you did. You just didn't pay attention. Um, I'm blaming you. Anyway, gorgeous, gorgeous restaurant. No question about it. And the, the existence of the, the aquarium, these, the massive windows that you can see into the aquarium. And they've got the sharks and the stingrays and all the other fish going by. Very, very, very cool. Um, so for, for, for lunch, we wanted to try a little bit of everything as much as we could. So for an appetizer, um, I had the uh, a butternut squash soup. Uh, Craig, what did you have? I had the charbroiled octopus. Ooh, that's what Corey had. Yeah. And mm. uh, Dominic had the calamari. Yes. Now, I will say from my standpoint, the butternut squash soup was, I mean, it wasn't like disgusting, um, but it so wasn't it was very good. That's always a selling point of the restaurant. <laughs> That's the tagline. Not disgusting. Not disgusting. <laughs> you won't vomit. <laughs> That's how I judge mine. Um, it, you know, it, but it was not. Wow. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. Um, it also wasn't that hot. Um, but, you know, with a butternut squash soup, you expect it to be soupy. Mm-hmm. Rich and velvety and right, but this was almost like a potato soup. It, it had like it had like heft to it. It was like thick. a dip, like a dip. <laughs> oh, well. yes, it was a lot more like a dip. <laughs> Not disgusting and hefty. <laughs> <laughs> Much like myself. Um, <laughs> I'll put that on a dating site. Not disgusting and hefty. Match.com profile. We talked about picking up guys before, and there's a joke there I could have made about. Okay. Um, <clears throat> But you know, disgusting and hefty. (laughs) (laughs) Yum. That's called a good day. (laughs) Um, So, Craig, you but you really seem to like the octopus, which I thought was vile looking. I mean, have you had that before? Uh, yeah, I think I had this one a long time ago. I don't think I've eaten it coral reef in maybe three or four years. So I know this one comes on the menu every now and then. Was it chewy? Uh, no, it's if octopus is done right, it will almost have the texture of chicken uh, and be very similar to that. Uh, and this was actually For the suction cooked, cups. This was cooked I know, perfectly. It's vile. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you have to. Finley eats it. You have to want to eat it, but overall, this dish. The only problem that I would have with it was the price. That it was it was twelve forty nine for the the it's two tentacles. Small. So yeah. for the well, portion that, size and the price, it just really it didn't. It's high marks up, for plating too. It is. I, I liked it overall. The, it was delicious. The um, that was something that we definitely noticed is that portion sizes were fairly small uh, at this restaurant. Um, Dominic had the uh, the uh, calamari. The calamari. And did you try any of that? Yeah, I did try the calamari. So uh, if you remember, a couple weeks ago, whenever we ate at Tony's, we attempted to put down the calamari, and mm-hmm. uh, that was just god awful to <laughs> say the least. Um, this. This wasn't half bad. Uh, the corn, corn that was just kind weird. of that was weird. It was corn weird and calamari. <laughs> I don't know. You're making me it's hungry. Like it was not disgusting, shoe. and it was not oh. half bad. That, <laughs> no, um, is that soggy? No, it, this was not soggy. There was a slight bit of grease that you'll get from most calamari. Mm. Uh, it wasn't just 
completely drenched in it like it was at Tony's. Um, overall, this was edible. It still wasn't at the level that you'd get it. Edible. You, it's still not as good as you what you would get if you Gosh, went I wish to I would a have been there. really good Italian restaurant and ordered calamari. That's still going to be. And they wouldn't the put corn on it. Um, <laughs> and they wouldn't put corn on it. I want to go well, back to the, the the description of it. Just so you know, uh, the uh, crispy Rhode Island crispy Rhode Island calamari with roasted corn relish and tomato. Uh, T- tomatillo sauce. Tomatillo. Um, tomatillo. 11.99. Uh, Craig's uh, charbroiled octopus with Mediterranean potato salad and grilled lemon was 12.49. How much was your soup? And my seasonal soup, chef-inspired creation, uh, 7.99 for the soup. I want to go back to the octopus for just a second. I've had this at that restaurant, and it was slimy and disgusting. And it um, was obviously not prepared correctly because yeah. it was kind of raw, but the outside was burnt. So you feel the preparation was better? Oh, yeah. No, the preparation was absolutely spot on. Uh, I won't say it's the best octopus I've ever had, but it's um, because I had really good uh, at Morimoto. Obviously, that was from the raw bar. But for the the octopus being prepared how it was, I I would get it again in a heartbeat if I went back, as long as they could cook it. Exactly like right. that again. We'd think that corn relish would be on the side and not yeah, sprinkle right. yeah, amongst that's a the, weird presentation. That for is, that's like they tripped and. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the corn went everywhere. <laughs> That? Ooh, the corn went everywhere. <laughs> Let's call it a dish. It's a presentation. <laughs> um, for, uh, for the main course, um, I had the pork tenderloin with roasted potatoes, carrot silk, and spiced caramel. Caramel. Uh, twenty six ninety nine. For lunch. Um, now I will tell you that twenty six ninety nine was way too much to pay for this dish. However, that being said, that and the fact that it was a fairly small portion, it was better than good. <laughs> I will not say it was great because it wasn't. Is it laying on a bed of your butternut squash? It, it, it looked like well, it was that's, on a, a soup. that's the carrot. That's the carrot caramel. silk they called it, oh. and the oh. caramels kind of around it. And it creates this nice, like uh, a very nice sweetness. Mm, um, carrot silk with the uh, with the pork. Baby I thought food. the pork was 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 adequately prepared, um, and it wasn't it wasn't the highest quality pork I've ever tasted, but it wasn't bad. Again, I can't I can't praise it um, because at twenty six ninety nine, it kind of loses the right for that. Had this been twenty two ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine, it would have gotten a much higher mark for me. But at twenty six ninety nine. Uh, for a portion size this small, you got to nail it, and you got to use a better quality of pork. That being said, the taste was very good. How about um, the taters? Is that a blue tater on there? Um, I don't eat potatoes, so Whoa. I don't. Those are potatoes. They look good. I thought they were gallstones. Now, Craig, Craig, what did you have? Uh, I yeah, had the seared ma- mahi mahi. Yeah, that's with, uh, basically uh, their signature dish. The seared mahi mahi with laughing bird shrimp, hearts of palm, jasmine rice, cilantro, and a coconut lime sauce. Twenty seven ninety nine. Sounds good. Um, Please show me the size of this. Like yeah, it's. I mean, this picture is zoomed in. It's very, very tiny. It is. Uh, it was small. Though the big problem that I do have with Living Seas, it's. It's one of the many restaurants at Disney where they just coral reef. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you can't eat in the Living Seas. I'm gonna bleep myself out for what I'm about to call you. Uh, oh my! Oh, excuse me for correcting you. Really? Wow! Get out, Eating is sassy. Um, <laughs> their their lunch and dinner menus. You know what they say? The anger, same- anger is fear's bodyguard. So what's the matter, Craig? What are you afraid of? Sorry. Yeah. A lot. Who says that? To say the least. <laughs> Uh, Pete, apparently. Anger is the fierce bodyguard. Anger is you write that down. I will always love you. Oh, not that bodyguard. Never mind. Go ahead, Craig. I'm sorry. Their lunch and dinner prices are the exact same. So you walk into dinner, you might pay, you'll pay the exact same prices as you do for lunch. But because it's a dinner, you might have different perception on it being all it's dinner. So it's a fine dining. At lunch, it's absolutely a ripoff. Uh, this dish... Had the portion size, size, the portion size, <laughs> the, portion, the size. portion size doesn't change though, does it? No, no, absolutely no, no. not. And this was they a, say perceptions reality. This was a small portion. Like I mean, four ounces maybe. It's yeah, I would say the fish was definitely four ounces. Okay, and uh, hang on. These are probably <laughs> the correct portions yes. we should be eating. But this is America. Yeah, but not for twenty seven dollars. <laughs> right. It probably is the correct portion we should be eating, but the price should reflect that. 
But go ahead. Let him finish. So, uh, yeah, it was seared mahi-mahi. Uh, the first problem is it was seared way too long. Uh, even with a sear, if you do it correctly, you should it should still be flaky. Yeah. This I had to pull to get it off. Um, and then Ooh. usually, like, whenever it's seared, part of the crust comes from whatever seasonings on top of it. Uh, but in this case, there was... Like it, I don't think they used any salt or anything on top of it, so it was just relying solely on the sauce that they had on there, as well as the flavor of the fish itself. And the fish did have a good flavor, uh, and the sauce is okay, not great. My biggest issue with this dish is actually the shrimp. It's what were they called, lockjaw shrimp or something? The, like that? the laughing, laughing, laughing bird, bird shrimp. <laughs> to me, <laughs> to me, the shrimp just tastes like frozen and they thawed it and then cooked it up real quick and threw it on there i'm not a really big shrimp fan and i try not to eat it a lot because kylie being allergic to shellfish uh so whenever she's not around i can try it and this is one of those times where it's okay i'm okay with not eating shrimp because it just wasn't great overall the dish if they wouldn't have cooked it so long it had potential to be much better but so you wouldn't get this again uh no i would have went for something else yeah. Now, did you try any of the seafood scampi uh, I, that Dominic had? Ooh, that I sounds good. didn't try any of it. Uh, I know he seemed to enjoy it. He, yeah, he enjoyed it. He, he said he enjoyed it. This was a broiled skewer of sea scallops and shrimp, uh, Prince Edward, uh, island mussels, uh, Capelli d'Angelo, uh, which I guess is the pasta, uh, diced tomatoes, and scampi sauce. He said the scampi sauce uh, was kind of light, um, that normally he was used to it being a little heavier, a little creamier. A little garlicky. You can't see the garlic. dry pasta. Yeah. Um, and he felt that the dish was fairly dry. Um, i got to say, though, it looks the best of everything you've What's shown. Oh, really? Oh, it's pretty. Be out. Um, again, yeah. portion size, I mean, he seemed to fill up on it. What did you say? It grosses me out. Oh, Which one? Okay. What's the little purple stuff? I think that was those, those are mussels. Those are the mussels. No, the little. They might be flowers. Yeah, the little I sprinkly flowers. purple stuff. No, I think you're. That's the reflection coming off the aquarium. We were sitting right next to the oh, tank, yeah, yeah. so oh, okay, everything okay. kind of had a bluish Megan, hue all around us. Stuff? I think it might yeah. be parsley. Okay. <laughs> Laughing hyena parsley. <laughs> Sage. And did you guys have dessert? We did, oh, and yeah, I'm trying to did. find the dessert menu. Oh wow, that's the dessert. Pretty. I have the dessert menu. Okay, this is if you their, want me their to. famous thing. Yeah, this is. Yeah, we had uh, we, we tried three marks. different desserts. Yes, uh, the first one that we <laughs> tried was the chocolate wave, which was essentially a chocolate lava cake. I believe you guys had it whenever the last time you did your coral reef <laughs> review. Um, oh, it's him. Why do you look at me? I didn't review the restaurant. No, because you, correct, you corrected him on living seas. Well, you did uh, say it wrong. I know. <laughs> wow. Oh, somebody is PMSing hard. It is. He's hiding behind And you messed up anger. the first part of the show. So there. <clears throat> Hold you. Fierce bodyguard. It's coming back. Uh, so it's served with raspberry gelato and uh, lava cake, a couple raspberries. Pete, this was your favorite, correct? I, I thought of the three that we had uh, uh, that we got, I like this one the best. I remember um, the gelato being very tart. Um, the gelato was actually like not very good. Uh, I, I thought of all the gelato I've tried, I thought this just... Um, it wasn't even that it was tart. It just tasted like bad gelato. That's um, tiny, though. However, the, really... the, the little chocolate cake was incredible. I mean, it was really, really good. Um, but yet, how much was this? This was eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine, and basically you're spending nine bucks for the cake. Mm. So, and it's a small cake, but it was very, very good. It's tiny. The other thing we got was the. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll go next with the uh, the turtle cheesecake with oh, caramel. It's adorable. Yeah, it, it actually was really cute. So it chantilly cream was served with it and hazelnut praline. Um, it's a little poopy thing coming out the back. That it's no, the that's, that's the head. Honey. So that's the head. If you look at the oh, picture of it, it's shaped like a turtle. So the head is the cream, and then. Oh. They do little fins going out, and then the turtles being impaled by sugar, <laughs> right? By but yeah, by garbage, but, yeah, by sea garbage. Yeah. <laughs> this, really, <laughs> the ring off my Dr Pepper. Save, waste, save the waves. <laughs> Kill the turtles. <laughs> this one cost seven ninety nine. It was my favorite. The cream 
the uh, cream uh, cheese used for the cheesecake was just completely fluffy and but still had a thickness to it really well, really this, sweet this was my this was my problem you and dominic both rated this your favorite dessert yeah um and for me a cheesecake is going to have some density to it this did not have this density this was a moosey thing this was but a moosey did now it was tasty yes the soup the soup <laughs> seemed to have a stronger a stronger density than the cheesecake did um but you know, if we could you just know, get the balance <laughs> right. And the fact that, you know, there's that this hazelnut thing in the middle. Yeah. Um, which was good. Again, it's not cheesecake. That's this not is one of cheesecake. those little domes, isn't it? Yeah. This is a tiny portion. Yeah, and it is small. And I understand that the your doctor tells you this is what you should be eating. And it was on a was a shortbread. <laughs> that doesn't mean it, I was eat it a it. shortbread crust? Yeah. I believe. Uh, oh, there's a crust? There's a shortbread crust underneath. I don't know if it was or supposed to be there, but it was something. As and it was, it was tasty. It was tasty, <laughs> but cheesecake, no. Mousse, Turtle crust. Yeah. But it was tasty. And how much was this one? This one was seven ninety nine. But I'm actually, see, I'm on the opposite. I know cheesecake, is, you think of classic New York cheesecake. style cheesecake. That's not my favorite but cheesecake. But I like, I like no. the kind that's whipped and And fluffy. what's the big blue capey it. thing on top? What's that's that? That's the sugar impaling them. That's the that's the, the sea garbage. Got him. Sea garbage. This is a What's statement. The, it's just sugar, though. It's sugar. Yeah. This is a okay. statement about cleaning up the oceans. Okay. Look, there's this beautiful turtle, and he's dead because of sea garbage <laughs> being impaled into him. No more crush. What was the third dessert? Was there the another? Third oh. dessert was not very good at all. What was that? This was the coconut mango chiffon. No wait, with raspberry wait. sauce. We've had that. Okay, I can give you. I can tell you in a word. And in one word, what it looks like, what this tasted like, oh. medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like a toilet. Did it? Well, no, it looked. Well, it, it looks, looks like, like somebody egg, had it, it looks before like an you. Egg toilet. It's got a <laughs> red schmear. You will see the. Hold on. You you will see down at the bottom yeah. of this. For those listening, you can find pictures uh, disunplug.com on the show notes. Um, down at the bottom, there's like the dark yellow, which is like the uh, hard boiled mm-hmm. egg yolk. Um, around it, around it, you have the. Uh, <laughs> The egg white. You have the egg white, and then in the middle you have the uncooked egg oh, yolk. Yeah. And so imagine that, and then imagine you taste it, and it tastes like medicine. Um, actually, I've had Robitussin that tasted better <laughs> than this dessert did. That's what they made the schmear out of. <laughs> the schmear, <laughs> the right? Robitussin schmear. <laughs> this, is, this is what is this called? Quite medicinal schmear. <laughs> this is called the Kitty Dukakis. Is what this is called. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a that's a that's an alcohol prep pad. <laughs> that's the kitty Dukakis. That's the kitty Dukakis. That's what he said the first time. You just said it. Oh, I took my first bite. Is it bite too soon? <laughs> what What do you think, Craig? I, I took the first bite of it, and I agreed. It had that weird medicine taste. But that's whenever I looked at it from the side. But your cough went. That's away. whenever I noticed the I could the use egg some of that part right of it, now. and. Once you get that egg perception in your head that I'm eating an egg, then it tastes like you're eating a dessert egg. And oh. I don't like it. Is it, just, is it uh, dessert egg? Uh. Is it soft? Is it like cheesecake <laughs> creamy, or was it like butternut squash? No, it was <laughs> like cutting through an egg, like a Cadbury yeah. egg. It had the you know of that an egg. gross middle and the Cadbury no, egg of a hard-boiled egg. It had okay. the consistency okay. of a hard-boiled egg. Um, and again, you know, uh, aesthetics aside, uh, if it if it had you know I don't know tasted good. That would have been different, but it had a weird look. It had a very weird flavor to it. Like I said, the first word out of my mouth was, "This tastes like medicine." And it's tiny, right? It looks incredibly yeah, tiny. It yeah. was tiny for well, look, seven forty. Got the world's biggest raspberry. I know. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's a tiny little toilet with a medicinal schmear. It's a six-pound raspberry. Actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good about judging the size of a raspberry. And how much was this one, Craig? Seven forty nine. Wow. Seven forty nine. Maybe a little. Wow. So a little bit of a discount. Yep. All totaled, <laughs> all totaled for three people: uh, appetizer, main course, dessert, soft drinks only, no alcohol. Uh, one. What was it? One fifty nine eighty. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Like missed lunch. the bullet. And that was not with a tables in Wonderland discount or gratuity. That was one fifty nine eighty for three people. Oh my God. Um, so again, this is a fifty dollar. If you're gonna have a full meal, mm-hmm. if you're gonna have a full meal. Now, obviously, if you're just gonna go in for lunch, and you're just gonna have, uh, you know, maybe an entree and a, a dessert, it's not gonna be as much. But if you're gonna do the full, the full Monty with this, 
uh, expect to spend about fifty dollars plus without alcohol. Um, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Given, <laughs> given the you know, you know what, and I, I don't think this is going to come as a surprise to anyone. Uh, you know, the atmosphere of the restaurant with the fact that it has this incredible aquarium. And we got a great show. We were seated right at the. Uh, we were seated right at the side of the aquarium. We had stingrays coming by, sharks coming by. We had a stingray literally plant itself on you know mm-hmm. on the floor right in front of us. Um, They're wanting to see what you're eating, though. And, that's kind of sick. Well, I don't know that that's it. Um, I think they're pretty well fed, but it's just what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, that there's some value in that. That's very. There's also the annoying part of. French families who congregate <laughs> literally right on top of your table because they want to take pictures of the sea life, which there's no other place for them to go if they want to take these pictures. And I can understand people that did not get seated mm-hmm. next to the aquarium wanting to take those pictures. So if you do get um, if you do get seated aquarium side, be aware. Be, just be mindful of that and understanding of it. Uh, if you're not seated aquarium side and you want to take those pictures, be mindful and appreciative of the people who are sitting there eating. You said this was empty, right? It was empty when we got there. By the time we left, which is about one o'clock, I see we, we spent about an hour and a half yeah. in there because I paced it. I ordered the appetizers, and when those came, then we ordered the main course. Um, spent about an hour and a half. By one o'clock, the restaurant was packed. Did you notice the noise level at that point? No. Oh, no. See, the last time we were there, it seemed like there was a bunch of kids in there. And I'm not saying I don't like kids. I love kids. This place needs some noise baffling. Well, maybe they did because I I know the table right across from us had a couple of young kids and the one was getting kind of rambunctious. But it wasn't bad. We were also on the far end of the restaurant, basically as far as you could be from the door. So I think where we were, we... I mean, we're kind of in a little bubble off to the side. Gotcha. If I you're right think, in the middle, yeah. I always think that some tablecloths and maybe some cloth on the walls, the back walls, yeah. would, it's always been very loud to me. I also found the last couple of times I was there that it was very damp inside and very dank. I don't think I could eat there. I don't like. The, I don't think I could eat seafood in front of live fish. I didn't fish. eat seafood. I feel it's weird, like eating Teresa. a steak in the barn with the cow. I couldn't there do that either. Something, something that you, uh, when, when you review hotels in Florida for any length of time, um, you can walk into a room and know immediately if it's had uh, a dampness issue. And that absolutely, I did pick that up the minute I walked in. That either currently or at some point in time, there was, it wasn't bad, it wasn't overwhelming. I've certainly seen it worse in other places. But... I felt that as well. It smells like a wet cellar to me. There's a crack in the It does glass. have that. Yeah, it does have that. Uh, so, I mean, overall, overall, I think we gave this a six and a half. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think oh, we I said think six, six, six and a half. I think you guys are being wildly generous. Um, you know, given the fact that, you know, I can say not disgusting um, and that, you know, there were aspects of it we enjoyed, um, giving it a six. Uh, but... You know, that's fifty dollars, fifty plus dollars a person. But for, you can use your HMO to get dessert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your you can get reimbursed by your prescription <laughs> drug company. Um, so that is, you know, that's our take on the coral reef. And uh, that is gonna do it for yes, you did not have to do it. That's why. I figured that's what I figured. I figured, you know, we're here. Let's just do it. I'm never getting him in here again. Um, and if you did, I'm going to be honest with you. If if we went, we would be so totally biased against this. Yeah, yeah. There's no way I can. Our past experience has been so bad. I, I don't think we ever could have given it any fair shake. I would have so. gone in knowing it was going to suck. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So that is going to do it for our review of Coral Reef, and that'll do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Dis Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everybody. And remember, Voodoo Sticky Pig Wayne.